Hey, this is Ryan Ellis, and you're listening to the Christian Music Guys podcast. On today's episode, we sit down with Ryan Ellis. Ryan just released a brand new album, self-titled Ryan Ellis. You can currently catch Ryan on tour with Maverick City and Kirk Franklin. Welcome back to the Christian Music Guys podcast, the podcast for Christian music fans by Christian music fans. Jesse, have you ever had or heard of, I should say, let's protect our our wives here. Have you ever... I'm heard, really scared about what you're going to say now. Heard of uh, any buddies or anybody uh, formerly that you used to talk to that had a relationship that went pretty south? Uh, sure. Yeah. I've been around for more than two years. So yeah, I've, I've, I've met people that have uh, had bad relationships. Well, good thing you uh, wasn't a part of this woman's Life, um, a woman in Salisbury, North Carolina, mm, makes me kind of crave. Oh gosh, I've I heard this. Oh Lord, she apparently was seeking revenge on her ex boyfriend. Tried to set his house on fire, but instead, I don't know how, because they were boyfriend and girlfriend. But she tried to set someone else's house on fire. Ah. <sighs> The Rowan County Sheriff's Office said that a homeowner in Gold Hill was awakened Friday by a neighbor who saw a woman trying to set fire to this house. There was bundles of wood and a fire on the front porch, and deputies found a jug of oil and gasoline that they were that said they were trying to start a fire with. As the homeowner went to get a garden hose, which if your house is like in flames, like I don't know if a garden hose would would work, but I mean it's the best hope you have, right? I, mean, you I guess do everything you can. But as the as the uh, homeowner went to grab the garden hose, he saw burning pieces of wood around the propane tank. Mm. The garden hose did not work because the woman had apparently used a sealant to block the flow of water. Deputy like, said, was "Really, uh, um, <clears throat> put a lot of thought." Into yeah, this. she. I, just didn't think about the right address. So Karen is what I'm going to call her. The uh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. We have Karens that listen to us and love us. So the homeowner of this house grabbed a rifle and confronted the woman that we will call Kay, who was holding one of his dogs on a leash. With law enforcement and emergency personnel approaching, the woman drove off. Deputies arrested the woman and charged her with felony first-degree arson, assault with a deadly weapon, and larceny of an animal. Her bond was set at $101,000. Wow. How, so, my, oh, man, I got just I'm thinking all kinds of things. Like, why, how would you misplace the house? How would you accidentally burn someone's house, someone else's house down? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, that might be the issue, right? Maybe she thought it was her significant other's house and then drove by one day and saw somebody walking in with another girl. And maybe she thought that she was being cheated on, but see really the whole time she was just at the wrong house. It's just a big misunderstanding. Well, now she, the whole burning, every <laughs> the whole burning everything down. That uh, was a bit extreme. See, I thought I didn't hear that story. See, here's another one. Check this one out. This is, I was reading somewhere the other day that there was this, uh, this is not funny for the person but uh they went on a date a first date mm-hmm. and they were these people they were going to go on another date 
and the guy basically stood her up. And, I heard about this and didn't go. And she's suing him <laughs> for. Did you hear like a few that like hundreds of thousands of dollars for um, a stress or something? And I was like, whoa, well, <laughs> wait a second. The video, the you can sue somebody for standing you up on a date. I'd be a rich man by now. The news announced. <laughs> the news showed the video in the courtroom, and the judge ripped the woman like she dropped the case. Like she was just like yelling out and and the judge said a few things to her and the woman didn't know yeah it was it was insane but the judge immediately threw it out because how insane i mean come on yeah i mean um yeah i mean i just don't know so yeah like uh uh, the woman with this house deal i mean that's just uh that's pretty sad um i mean i guess the moral of the story only you can prevent always house make sure fires. You're matu- oh Lord, make sure that you're mature enough to be in a relationship, and that you're in a healthy state uh, yourself before you pursue a relationship with someone else. And another funny thing is, they said there was like a, a pile of firewood, like she was having a campfire. Like, wouldn't you just put gasoline on the house and just light it? But I guess she I mean, wanted to uh, roast yeah. a s'more or something before. Maybe it was her first house burning. Who knows? You know. Her <laughs> interview with our friend Ryan Ellis, uh, who's currently uh, on tour with Mav City and House Fires and Kirk Franklin, uh, and it was awesome to get the chat with him. Uh, had a super brief uh, guest appearance that you guys will hear. Um, so stay tuned for that. And, um, Ryan's new album, uh, just came out last week and, uh, it's awesome. Uh, go get him a listen, but, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and get into the interview with Ryan Ellis. All right, Ryan, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. Uh, so you're, we see that you're currently on tour with Maverick city and Kirk Franklin and house fires. That is, that is awesome, man. So how's that feel to be a part of such amazing anointed talent? Man, it's cool, bro. I like try to watch the show in bits and pieces. It's a long show. Yeah. It's like four hours of <laughs> well, music, bro. It's like four bet. hours, and they sing like three worship songs, right? People that want to get their songs out yeah. there. So no, it's good. We uh, it's been you know, it's it's definitely like a learning curve. I think we're we're like show six, right, Eli? Yeah. Show six, and so we've been working out the kinks you know time wise and it's been crazy man i mean i saw some woman one of the crew girls walking around limping she had a fat (laughs) dent in her leg like something dropped on her leg bro like you could see like a circle in i was like she's not gonna be the same for the rest of her life bro we need to pray for her leg or something yeah for real hey uh, so ryan so when would you say then because, you know, you have a few shows to work out the kinks. When would you say is the prime time to go see someone once they're on tour? You know what I mean? How many shows in do you think is when they're hitting their stride? The last show. <laughs> just kidding. The last, <laughs> the last show. one. No, I think we're in, a, we're in a good stride right now. I feel like cool. after the first couple, you you figure some, thing, you figure some things out. and I mean, we're, we're, gonna, we're in a good flow right now. But it's been really cool, man. I mean, we're on the... It's one of the first tours that's kind of like this, you know, from what I've heard. Um, this many dates and this many people, you know, coming to the yeah. shows. Like every single show is sold out. Yeah. 
from from top to the we got the floor and all the way to the to the top of the arenas. So and everyone's sending it, you know, it's like everyone's worshiping and everyone's going for it. So it's it's a sight to behold in general. But um, it's been really cool just adapting and adjusting to sleeping on the bus and going from city to city. It's like mm-hmm. next to impossible to get any sleep on the buses them moving around all that stuff but it's all so good. has uh has kirk franklin let you lead stomp yet <laughs> no that homie can lead it all by himself i mean he's he's all he's just a one man you know he's up there dancing in front of fourteen thousand people he holds it down bro <laughs> do you want a revolution <laughs> i love it oh man i bet the place goes off on that one Oh, they just let out. They let the crowd sing it. Yeah, they come out. You go, can't. You're right. Boom, boom, and then they put the microphone and everyone. Whoa, <laughs> yeah, sings yeah, right. That's <laughs> what they're there for, right? Uh, so Ryan, we, um, my brothers and I, we got to uh, see you at the Kayla Fan Awards. You were a part of the Emerging Artist uh, Showcase, and we kind of, you know, a little chuckle about that emerging for several years now. Uh, Tell us a little bit about your story, like how, how you got into music and, um, and yeah, cause you know, I think you're just now kind of in this season where a lot of people are getting to know who you are. Um, but it's been going on for a while. So how, how'd you get your start, man? Well, I started writing songs kind of just on my own, just with my mom and my brother, just out of the love of Jesus and the love of doing music with my family. And, um, and you know, this was back like in 2008, 2000, 2009. I was still in the military. Um, and so I would just kind of like write these songs after I got saved. And uh, and then I started trying to post on YouTube, you know, back in the day, back in like 2008, 2009, trying to upload some Phil Wickham covers. And mm. like, this is weird. I was like, I'm not going to do this. And uh you know, I just kind of like put down like any type of like striving after any Christian artism or any type of like, you know, I just like, I don't even care about striving to do any of this, you know, and I just started leading worship in coffee shops. I started kind of going after the spirit, you know, after the presence of God and just being like, what does it look like just to show up in a place and not like care? about anything you know it was just me and like a couple other people and um, and that's kind of how I got my start was really just my main goal was just getting into the presence ministering to people and then you know the journey led me to go up to Santa Barbara where I I partnered with a ministry called Jesus Burgers and I became the <coughs> worship pastor up there and uh, that was more hands-on street evangelism. We're like in a party town with 20,000 kids and you're just handing out hamburgers, you know? And uh, and then we'd lead worship in the back of the garage to kind of get hyped up and get filled with the spirit before we went out on the streets. But I wrote a song called Resurrection Power that Chris Tomlin um, cut. It was one of my first cuts and that kind of got me, you know, involved in the whole Christian music you know, writing scene, Nashville. And and so I went over there, you know, I got invited to go over there and I was like, oh, this is a thing. Like homies actually just 
do this all the time. They just sit down and write songs, you know? And so, whereas like, I never sat down to write a song. I wrote all my songs spontaneously mm -hmm. in the worship room, you know? Even Resurrection Power was just in the moment. And, um, and so that was kind of like eye-opening for me where I, I kind of figured out that this was like a whole game, you know? And, uh, and that's what it is, bro. If people don't want to say that, hey, sorry. But, you know, it's like talking to the right people, getting the right team, right sure. people who are really, you know. But it was like so interesting to me at first, you know. But then I really started having a lot of love for the writers and the producers and the community, you know. Mm. The A&R people. Like it's just like a, the Christian music industry is just a whole community of people yeah, you know yeah. and um and so i started just kind of coming out going out there and writing songs and seeing where the holy spirit was leading it you know it was never my goal to like try to do anything it was just more like okay i'm just gonna keep following the doors that god keeps opening up you know <laughs> and um and then eventually you know i signed with my own with with provident and which is a label group under Sony and and then it was off to the races, you know. It was just like, okay. And I think after like a couple of years I I started really trying to find my my lane, you know, of kind of like how I wanted my music to sound or even the message I wanted to try to get across because what I was doing was is totally different from what like contemporary Christian music mm. does. You know, you were talking about songs on the radio and different things like that where my whole vibe was show up in a room and literally play four chords and just worship and whatever happens yeah. happens where you know you can't just have like a two-hour song you know and give that to the radio team you know so i had to like right. really hone in and really dial in songwriting and figure out what is it that i want you know so it's been it's been a journey but that's kind of been how it got started. Wow. So, so you you see the shift though. I mean, like you know, we talked to several different artists, you know, at the Caleb Awards about uh, just kind of the shift in the last maybe even fifteen years. Like you know, fifteen years ago, you turn on Christian radio, you're not hearing Hillsong or House Fire. You know, like you're not hearing that was church music, wow. and now like you turn the radio on, you, you're hearing more worship more uh i mean maybe not the five hour songs like you were saying but uh the, the worship um move like it's 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 kind of taken or it's kind of taken off right like in the last few years as far as worship music being on uh uh christian radio yeah i think yeah i i i see that too there's a lot of like vertical worship you know they want the gyras they want the you know, mm. they want the, uh, I don't know, it's, it's an interesting vibe out there right now, you know, but I'm always kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's something inside of me. It's like when the, when the popular thing is this, it's like, I'm not trying to do that. You know, that's not what I want. Right. You know, so, yeah. yeah, whereas yeah. Like, that was my bread and butter for years, but you know, worship to me is so much different. It's not like you know even worship songs now they're so calculated you know so it's really mm -hmm. hard for me to kind of like you know my label wants me to write a bunch of worship songs and i'm like well 
that was like four or five years ago you know the vibe mm. even the songs that they're having out on the radio the worship songs and like the whole trend of what worship is right now feels really old to me you know like i don't nothing on my album sounds anything like you would here in a normal church on a normal Sunday, you know, and it's right. like that's the type of songs they're trying to get, or that's what people, whatever. But you know, I've been writing songs for ten years, you know, so it's kind of like I'm challenging myself, you know, as an artist. Right, yeah. Like, what does it look like for me to be singing worship in this season of my life? You know, I got four kids. You know, been married five years. You know, it's like. I've been on the road, you know, I've been writing in LA, I've been writing in Nashville, I write for secular artists, I write for worship artists, and mm. what does it look like for me, you know, as a human being, as an artist, what does the music look like inside of me? So that's like, really what I'm trying to dig deep into, you know, I think it's, you can't have like six different, you can't have six different artists singing the same thing, right. you know, that's mm -hmm. not music. That's not artistry, you know? So I think the thing I'm trying to like, even relay to my, la my label thing I'm trying to get across to people is like, I'm a Christian. Doesn't mean that I'm just going to be in the church singing vertical songs and be a karaoke artist for people to just right. sing these songs up there. But this is my life. And this is how I walk in the spirit. This is, these are the emotions that I feel. This is how I process these things. And um, so trying to write those songs to really convey that. Where, where the story is from that one. Yeah, I mean, me and my family went through a really hard season, you know. Um, I don't really feel like getting too deep into it, but it just, we lost, you know, we lost a baby in 2019. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, was, uh, it wasn't like a quick thing we he was with us for a year and a half and he had medical issues and born with a genetic disorder that unforeseeable but <clears throat> you know we we were just there you know and uh there was no praying for healing you know there was no like miracle overnight you know nothing that we thought like it was you know all these things that Con, you know contemporary christian branding kind of like makes you believe like this is what it looks like in hard situations it's like we had to relearn what it looked like to walk with god you mm -hmm. know in that season just sitting in it you know and obviously having faith and praying for god to do things but it was you know it was it was literally just sitting in the mess sitting in the in the hardship of it all and allowing god to like give us peace and patience and and joy, you know, I think and that's the hardest part too. It's like, you can't really be present yeah. and you can't really be, you know, I was finding it was hard to be present and hard to really appreciate and love the situation I was in when I was consistently trying to pray for it to change, yeah. you know, yeah. where my son was hooked up to machines and da, 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 da. And, and I could have been like praying for miracles all the time and praying for him to get healed overnight but for some reason it just felt like the holy spirit was like just be with him this is his normal you know and the word that we got was second corinthians yeah. you know is um mm -hmm. i'm sorry not second corinthians but you know the love is patient love is kind you know endures all mm -hmm. things hopes to the end you know and 
And I remember when I first heard that word, it was like, man, that's easy. I <laughs> like that. Not easy, but it's like, that's way I can comprehend that rather than God, he's going to wake up tomorrow and he's going to be completely healed. I didn't have faith for that. You know, I didn't have faith for that. And at the same time, I don't know. I just had a different perspective of it, of like, this is beautiful too. Even though he's like, he's, he's fighting for his life every day. It was like, this is, this is what we have right now. And, and, mm -hmm. and spending the moments trying to, you know, make the best of the time that we had. Um, I don't know. And just really learn just to love, you know, his name was Asa, love Asa where he was at, you know? And so we kind of, and so gonna be all right was really a song that came out of that season. You know, we were fresh in it and I was writing with some friends, Ethan Holst and Ben Cantalone and, and I had this tag of, you know, everything's all right. Everything's all right. And we switched it up a little bit just because it felt like, you know, sometimes everything's not all right right <laughs> you know everything's not all right but everything's gonna be all right and um and so we wrote that song and i kind of wrote it we wrote it really fast because i had to hop on a plane and um and then when i got home i showed the demo to my wife and you know she really she started crying right away and it was one of the first songs that she really got emotional listening to that i wrote and i started listening to it and i was like wow this song really you know has a good message and so it was really like a good song for us in that season too you know just understanding god sees us where we're at you know and that he stays with us and that encouraging word of yeah. everything's gonna be all right you know you hold me in your arms um but uh yeah man it was definitely it was one of the hardest seasons of yeah. our life but one of the most impactful most beautiful and and uh this whole album you know, it's hard because every single one of the songs right. I could be like, oh, this song's about my son, you know, because, you know, after he passed away, you know, we signed with the label right away and I went into writing just for this project and it was all those emotions, you know, of just of dealing with all of it, the loss, the, the joy, mm. the pain. The, yeah, and then how God's able to, because, I mean, obviously it was a, a difficult season for you, but as my brother was saying, like, He's, you know, how, how God takes something that's difficult, kind of like the beauty from ashes aspect, right? Where it's like, he's, he, you, that song is ministering to his friend and then other people as well. I mean, we talked to, to a lot of fans that weekend uh, that we were there and people were just talking about how that song impacted them and how they had never heard it before. And it was a blessing. So it's just cool how God can take something that's very difficult and then use it to, you know. It, again, it kind of goes back, I think, to what you're saying, thinking of as a father, right? Like, like a like a father is going to go through a difficult time and then think, okay, now how can I help other people that are going to go through something similar? You know? Yeah, totally. And I think that's, I don't know, that's what I just kind of hope, and I feel like I've learned in all of this is like yeah. we're just here just to help encourage the next person, you know? And all the craziness and all the drama and all the confusion and the, you know, that comes with doing this thing called music that we all love. It's like at the end of the day, 
I get my biggest joy and satisfaction out of when I'm like, even when I'm one-on-one -on -one with a brother and I can feel like he's, or anybody, and it feels like they're in a rut or it feels like they're just hopeless. And I'm like, I'm like, mm -hmm. and I'm able to encourage them however they need mm -hmm. it, you know? And that's the game too, of figuring out how to like, love somebody where they're at, give them a little hope without making it feel like it's overbearing, yeah. but right really trying to serve that's awesome. people, you know? Hey, um, so this next part, what we'd like to do is kind of a rapid fire. We, we do like it's favorite things, rapid fire, kind of a get to know uh, some of your favorite things. And so my brother and I are just going to ask you a few things and whatever you think of first, if you just let us know what your favorite thing is. Awesome, man. All right. So uh, what is your yeah. favorite food? Oh, man. Chicken adobo. Mm -hmm. It's a Filipino dish, a little chicken and rice. Super easy. <laughs> Call the poor boy's meal, man. Just vinegar, soy sauce, some garlic. Listen, man, my wife's from Mexico, yeah. and they have something real similar. They probably don't use soy sauce. They probably just add, add extra salsa on it. But chicken and rice, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, like, she cooks all kinds of stuff. And I always tell her, I'm like, can you just make chicken and rice, please? Rice and so chicken, good. baby. That's it. That's all, that's all I need. Uh, that's what's your favorite movie? <laughs> Oh man, you know, I grew up watching Forrest Gump on H like on repeat. Yeah. I don't know why. I just like I love that guy that that movie and just uh yeah, I feel like my life is kind of like Forrest Gump too. I've lived like so many different lives, you know, being a dancer, being, you know, in acting, military, ping pong, you know. Yeah, exactly, you know. Have you ever eaten at the Bubba <laughs> Gump's restaurant? Chinese and ping pong all yeah. that stuff, yeah. <laughs> Have you ever eaten at Bubba Gump's? I actually it's have. It's good. I actually it's pretty have. good. Yeah. I love me some shrimp. <laughs> shrimp soup, shrimp yeah. gumbo. Who's your, uh, your, uh, <laughs> who's your favorite artist of all time? Oh, Brandon Lake, for sure. Nice, man. He's uh, he's standing right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> you guys know who Brandon Lake yeah. is? Oh, no. My favorite artist What's right up, Brandon? Now. What's up, brother? How's it going, man? Hey. This is one of my favorite artists right now. <laughs> Holy moly. I just heard a new song the other night, and it literally might be one of the best songs I've ever heard. See, he be like, doing No, no, no. I'm dead serious. I'm dead serious. I'm so proud of this guy. Fantastic. I love this guy. Awesome. Woo! <laughs> about to get his hand braided. <laughs> what is your, if you had to pick anybody besides Brandon Lake, since he's standing there, your dream yeah. duet to sing? Honestly, I'm really hoping for this Anderson Pack and Bruno Mars there collab. You, you know, like one day get this, get this. They're missing the the Silk Sonic. There's one more Silk Sonic out here. There it is, know? right? Get the trio. All right. So you're currently um, on the Christian Music Guys podcast. So no pressure. What's your favorite podcast? <laughs> Woo! Honestly, I've been listening to a lot of Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. Okay. Joe Rogan podcast, you know, he just, he, you know, maybe because I have a military background and I just like rough around the edge type boys like that, you know, just keeping it real. You yeah. Know? And I like all, I like taking all, you know, I'm like the type of person that like, if I hear something, I'm like, hmm, okay, I want to hear like four other different sure. type of perspectives yeah. of it, you know? So I love how he like gives people a platform just to kind of listen and, you know, get, you know, other information, see what the world's talking about. So, so, so it's the Joe that. Rogan experience and then the Christian music guys podcast, correct? Exactly. <laughs> yes. I go, I go back and forth. 
right. And so what is your favorite Bible verse? Oh, my favorite Bible verse. I really love, honestly, that that verse, you know, is the, uh, the old has passed away, the new has come, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and then the love is patient, love is kind, you know. I've just, just been trying to meditate mm-hmm. on that and make it like, I'm a practical kind of guy, right. you know. So I like meditating on those things. Every situation kind of requires those mm-hmm. things. So Ryan, uh, obviously you're on uh, tour right now. Uh, what's next for you? What's the um, uh, how can people keep up with you? What's the best place for people to know what's going on in your life? Um, well, they can go to my website ryanellismusic.com, and there's like tour updates and all my music and um, little updates about what's going on, photos. You can follow me on social media, Instagram or Facebook. Um, but we got this tour, got, you know, and this is going to be a busy summer. I'm, I'm on with Mav and house fires, but I'm off a couple dates during this summer to go do, uh, the Hillsong festival that's mm-hmm. happening. They're doing mm-hmm. a couple of shows this summer. And then in the fall, um, going out with, we are messengers. Awesome. Um, and, uh, those guys are yeah. awesome. And uh, that's kind of it. With like this whole rest of the year is kind of packed out with touring, you know. This tour, and then we are messengers, and I got some other one-off dates, um, releasing some music. You know, we're gonna have the album out by July eighth. Okay. Um, the full album, and then Christmas music coming. Yeah. <laughs> so I got some Christmas songs. You know, I worked on some Christmas songs like a grown-up. You know, like. You know, I went in the studio and I was like, I get, you know, it's like, I think it was like May, right? And I was like, I think we should work on some Christmas music. I don't know when I'm going to be able to get in the studio again, you know? So that'll be kind of cool. I, I really found like a joy in writing Christmas yeah. music. I didn't think I was going to like it, but um, yeah, it was cool. You're, man, you're, so. you're preaching our love language right now. We love Christmas. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I love Christmas music, bro. You know, and I got some swaggy Christmas music coming out nice. and, and some really like just, you know, I kind of. I have a couple swaggy Christmas songs and then a couple that are just like really beautiful. I feel, you know, just talking about the birth of Jesus. And I kept envisioning what it was like when the angels spoke to the shepherds, you know, when they came out on the rock and then they proclaimed, you know, the good news, you know. So kind of having that standpoint in the songwriting was really fun. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff happening this year, man. It's going to be a packed year. Next year, don't really know yeah. yet. So hopefully Ryan Ellis will be going on tour. Man. You know, awesome. see, putting the work in right now. Yeah, man. That, that sounds awesome. good. Maybe, maybe we can talk to our friend Dallas and get you on the uh, Christmas special for The Chosen with your new Christmas music. Or, or you can talk to Brandon. Bro, that's he, what I'm saying, dude. I want to meet Jesus. I love The Chosen. I was going to say, well, Brandon was on there, so he might be able to actually hook you up there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. These guys are everywhere for real. But yeah, that'd be so. Cool. Ryan, to to wrap up, we'd like to see if you'd be willing to share something that God has been doing in your life recently that would help build our listeners' faith. Mm. Well, I'm on tour with Maverick City and House Fires. I mean, and I started leading worship in uh, in coffee shops, you know. So I um I uh. 
I would encourage people to never despise the day of small beginnings, yeah. you know, of like, you know, God put something in your heart, a dream, you know, a passion. That's a gift, you know, and to, and I always like to tell people, let your gift make room for you. You know, don't try to make room yeah. for your gift. And so I would just encourage anybody that is out there holding on to a promise, just keep holding on to it in faith and and uh, and to just keep being a blessing to those around you and to allow God to let it blossom, whatever it is that you're that you're believing for, um, because he'll make it better than you could have ever imagined. You know, I remember, you know, I was stoked just to lead for two, three people in a coffee shop. And now tonight we're playing for like 14,000 wow. people in this arena. You know, but it's only 15 minutes though, too. You know what I'm saying? Like I only got 15 minutes, so I'm make I, you know, and it's being ready in and out of season. You know, so I guess there's a lot, there's a lot of nuggets you can get from from my life. You know, it's just uh, stewarding well what's been given to you, and uh, keep believing in faith, man. Keep hope alive. God's good. He'll provide, man. So you get 15 minutes. So that's like as long as one song of Maverick Cities. Exactly. Even less. <laughs> just even. That's just like Kirk talking. You know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> the intro. <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Ryan, thanks well, so much yeah, for man. taking time with us again. We really appreciate it, man. You guys are awesome, and I appreciate you. Thanks for having me on. Hey. Well, thanks again, Ryan, for taking the time. Sure enjoyed chatting with you. And thanks to you, listener, for tuning in this week. Uh, be sure to check us out. You can find us on all social platforms at Christian Music Guys. Visit our website at christianmusicguys.com to see what's coming up, latest episodes, and how to stay in touch with us. We'd like to thank all of our supporters of the podcast. Because of you, we're able to do what we do. So a huge thanks to you. We'll see you guys next week.